0: Hey, what is up, Fight fans? Michael Hernandez here of MLH Media, and we are here back for the 10-second mark, back with another great guest, a guest that's going to be fighting on 559 Fights 101 in the co event, Jackie Green. Jackie Mean Green, for all those people <laughs> in Visalia that have known her and supported her for quite a while. How are you doing today, Jackie?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing pretty awesome getting to talk to you. Obviously, a career that has been in the 559 Fights kind of world the realm for quite a long time now he had that first career win against debbie strong and that was actually funny enough that was my mom's first ever 559 fights so you grew a fan out of uh out of my mother she is a very big mean jackie green fan
1: oh sweet
0: <laughs> yes it was a great fight so take us through that how was that for somebody to get fresh out of you know just going to high school i believe right you were just kind of graduated we're still in the wrestling process and to go into an mma fight i feel that's not an experience that a lot of fighters uh get to experience yeah
1: so um with that first fight i was still in high school um it was right before our wrestling season i think we had done maybe one tournament and do that one obviously because i think i was the day of my fight so same tournament so um but yeah like going in as a high schooler it wasn't like as intimidating as you think it would be mainly because i've been doing this for so long i've been doing this since i was five years old started off with judo and then i went into jiu-jitsu when i was around 10 years old over at elite it's a great gym um and then i started muay thai with doug and he's kind of helped me with boxing, Muay Thai, all that stuff, kind of just helped me collaborate everything all together, just so that whenever it comes to my fight, I knew exactly what to do. And it wasn't like anything new, but definitely like for my first fight, it was like, like a slap in the face because you get in there and it's like, you, you're so used to just like going in with like boxing gloves and during training, all that stuff. And then you get hit. And you're just like, damn, like, it's completely different. But the energy all around is just absolutely, it's like addicting, just having, like, a whole crowd around you and being in, like, Visalia and the fight being in Visalia, it was just... better.
0: It must have been pretty surreal for you somebody that has repped Visalia ever since uh, they were younger so ever since they've been wrestling ever since they've been doing all those activities that you were just saying you have always had the city of Visalia on your back tell us about that uh, representation that Visalia gives you because I feel you get a lot of love from the city of Visalia not only from sponsors but just people that are out and supporting as well people within Doug the Rhino Marshals community people within the mixed martial arts community Everyone loves Mean Jackie Green, man.
1: Growing up here, it's always it's, it's a small town. Everybody kind of really just like has their their own people, but everybody at least likes to watch fighting. Everyone likes to watch fighting. If you don't, then it's like you're kind of just like, you know, out there sports. But fighting kind of just is a different community. Everybody there, you're, you're, you're by yourself in a way that you're not by yourself because you have a team behind you. But at the end of the day, you're going in the ring by yourself. So having that whole town behind you, supporting you, really makes it feel like you're not just in there by yourself. So, and with Vasily, they're all very close and very supportive. And they've always been supportive of me, my whole team, everybody there. They've all been right by my side.
0: Yeah, speaking about that team a little bit, two men that have been in your corner for quite some time now. But you had spoke a little bit earlier about it. Tom Knox earlier over at Elite Team Vicelia, as well as Doug the Rhino Marshall, a former WEC badass, one of the most badass men that the Central Valley has ever thrown into the octagon how is it Mm -hmm. to get to have such a special relationship with him he has called you his son on occasions his (laughs) uh, long-lost son how is it to kind of have that relationship with your coach
1: yeah so I've known Tom since I was about 10 years old I started off with the kids class there with Josh and all of them so it's all been like we've all kind of grown up with each other and so um Tom he's always kind of just been my coach I've always known him as my coach he's been a great guy his gym is absolutely amazing everybody there is just absolutely badass everybody there you get a good round every time you go to practice and then with Doug Doug is like he's like like a father figure to me he's um he's just goofy he's funny but he's like the best coach you could ever ask for because he's there for you for everything he wants to see you succeed he'll never put you up for failure he's like all around an amazing coach and just his all like during practice, you can see he's always trying to help other people, and it's just an absolutely amazing environment to be around.
0: How was your guys's first ever interaction? Because I know you said you got into the mixed martial arts a little bit early. You were at the age of five, kind of getting into judo. What was your guys's first ever kind of training session like? What was the first ever time hitting the pads with a coach Rhino looking like?
1: So it was over. They used he used to train people who were elite. So I had gone from jiu jitsu straight to muay thai, and he kind of he already knew kind of like who I was just because I've been training jiu jitsu for so long, and so whenever I went there, he he had me going with somebody I don't remember who it was, but he was asking me to you know do the do the call all that stuff, and then he had me do it with him. And I think it was a kick. He was like, "Okay, kick," and then I go and I kick as hard as I could, not thinking anything, and he was like what the fuck? And he was like, okay, okay. And he just, after that, it was just like, he kind of <laughs> knew that I was there to like, actually like trying, I was there to, you know, be the best. And so he was kind of just like, took me into his wing.
0: Has this always been a goal for Jackie Green? You know, uh, when kids are little, they oftentimes are writing out what they want to be when they grow up. You know, I want to be a postman. I want to go and do this. I want to be a doctor. Was it always to be an MMA fighter? Was that always the goal?
1: So when I was first little I started off with dance. I was a dancer. I did ballet and tap and all that stuff and I liked it and then my mom she put me into judo just so I can learn how to defend myself and she didn't think that I would like fall in love with it. She kind of just thought it would be like oh like a month thing she'll like it and she'll just want to be over with it you know and so I loved it and my dad he started showing me videos of like Ronda Rousey and how because she's just absolutely amazing with her judo like her game is just beautiful and he started showing me that she like fought and all that stuff and I was like oh my god, that's, that's like that's cool like I want to do that and he started showing me like Kimbo Slice all those people and I was like dang like that's 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 something I want to do I know that's something I want to do and so my mom's she's like she's hesitant on it She 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 supports me but she's just like I don't want to watch my daughter fight, obviously. But my dad, he's all about it. He loves watching me fight. He's like, he just he he tells all his friends and like all that stuff. And yeah, so
0: that's pretty interesting. The mom is so she oftentimes that's kind of funny that you say that my grandmother is a lot of times the same way she is uh she's never watched any of the fights because she even though I tell her I'm like I'm not the one getting punched I'm the guy interviewing people after she's like no I just can't like watch c- contain it so your mother is definitely not the only person that does not like to watch people get punched but has yeah. that changed throughout the years has she kind of been a little bit more adjusting especially now that you're starting to hop into the uh the cage and you're obviously starting to build some pretty big opportunities
1: yeah so when I was little she was kind of just like wanting me to like she she supported me behind it but then she was also like I kind of oh, hope she didn't want to fight anymore she's I don't want her to you know get hit but she knew that at some point it was going to be a set thing there's no changing my mind no nothing and now she's kind of she's she's still the same way but she, um, she's always there no matter what she's been at every single fight, all my matches for wrestling, everything. And she's always telling me how she's like her, like her heart's padded so fast. everything. she gets so nervous during the fight, but she, she'll always be there. But she says she, it'll never change. She'll always be nervous.
0: Is there ever a chance that we're ever going to see Jackie Green back into the dance studio? I know that you were saying a little bit, you know, obviously it it was a past, a past passion, a past flame. But is there any chance we may get to see Jackie Green uh, doing some ballet, doing some type of dance in the near future?
1: So actually my eighth grade year, I was doing basketball and volleyball and all that stuff as well as my fighting. And I kept telling my grandma, I was like, I want to go back to dance. (laughs) And I tried And it was like the first day I was supposed to go, I couldn't go because I had a basketball game and I had practice right after. And so she was just like, we're not going to do it. We're just going to scratch it. And I was like, yeah, we're just going to scratch it. Because I ended up never doing it and I don't think I'll ever go back to doing it again.
0: Wow. Well, it looks like MMA is strictly on Jackie Green's mind, which is definitely a great thing for all of her fans, a great thing for all the people that are supporting her. But a little bit a, a little bit of a thing that I also wanted to t- touch up on as well, kind of we were going a little bit throughout the years, you know, we were talking, you, you just touched up on a little bit on your middle school. How about that high school career, though? Definitely pretty, pretty damn good at wrestling over there at Golden West, number five in the state in your respective weight class how was it to get to wrestle at golden west a school that's i had some success in uh in wrestling over the years and definitely the city of visalia has always been a haven of wrestlers always brought out a lot of people just not only uh men but now women i mean you jenna crease and all these uh girls are starting to break barriers and starting to show that the central valley has these killers in the wrestling um for also for the women's division so how is that to kind of break that barrier and to be one of those girls that's kind of it's like the founding women of uh, valley mma in a sense
1: yeah so over at golden west i absolutely loved it the whole team the coaches were just absolutely amazing it really is just like one huge family and i think so for it was my first year just strictly wrestling like I've never done like a wrestling class before that or anything. My first year walking into that my like first day walking into that gym was my first day ever just wrestling. And so I had gone in and obviously I was all set and I thought it was a jujitsu. I was like, Oh, okay, I'm just going to my back. <laughs> no, 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 you're not going to your back in wrestling. <laughs> and wrestling. So um my coach Robbie, he he's like our girl coach. He's um he usually he, he kept telling me, so like, you're not you know knock that shit off. was like, that that's not gonna work here. And I was like, okay, okay. So then, after a while, he kind, of, they all kind of helped me, and it just kind of clicked. It was like a light. It was immediately just, I kind of understood exactly what to do. And so, our first tournament, I believe I placed. I want to say I got second for my first tournament, and it was at the Redwood Shootout. And that was my freshman year. And then after that, um, I didn't have a clean record my freshman year. My freshman year, I think I was so set on head and arm throws. Just coming from judo and all that stuff, I was so, like, scared to, like, shoot. It was not my thing. And so I was just always head and arm throw, head and arm throw. And it got me far. I went to Masters, and I ended up dislocating my shoulder in Masters on the last round to go to state. And so if I had won that round, I would have gone straight to state my freshman year. And I ended up dislocating my shoulder. And um, I still wrestled when it happened in the round. It was the beginning of the round. And I still ended up wrestling and I almost pinned him. And uh time ran out, we had to go back to the middle of the knee, chopped um, me down, pinned me, all that stuff. So then it was over, but I went as an alternate for state, So I kind of got to see how state was, what it looked like, kind of what to expect. And then COVID hit sophomore year. I didn't get to wrestle or anything, which sucked. But um, my junior year, I went in and it was like completely different. I was a completely different wrestler. Um, it would a lot faster. My, my IQ, my wrestling IQ was just up there. I knew like just what to do with each of my opponents. And it was kind of just, it all just clicked. And so I went completely undefeated throughout the year to state and I got to the semifinals and I lost to the girl who placed first. And so, um, yeah, that was, it was a, and i ended up placing fifth and it was an absolutely amazing experience. And, um, then my senior year, I was um I was ranked number one through half the season. And I believe I lost to the girl that was number two. And so that was at a random tournament. And then I went and I got back to I went to state, all that stuff, and then I lost again in the semis, which was kind of like it sucked, but I was like, you know, it's all right. You know, things happen, everything has for happens for a reason. And for the fifth place um spot ended up wrestling the girl who I lost to beginning of the season so it was supposed to be the two people who were supposed to go to the finals the first and the second seed they ended we ended up wrestling for fifth and sixth and I beat her so and um she was Kaylee Rice Kaylee Rice and we're good friends now I love her she's awesome she's over wrestling at Texas but um yeah so we ended up wrestling and I won for the fifth place so I got fifth again but it was a great experience I was grateful for it all
0: I'm glad that you uh, got to have not only a great experience, but also got to make some friends out of the whole ordeal, you know, obviously, uh, an experience like that, like how you said you guys had had that first and second, you know, maybe built into the mind a little bit, but still pretty cool that you guys got to finish off the season against each other, and everything got to kind of fold out the way it did. Was there ever a possibility of you? I know obviously MMA is kind of your number one. It's the thing that you're focusing on the most right now. Was there ever a possibility of us seeing Jackie Green on the collegiate level for wrestling? Was there ever any chance of you going and doing that? Because I know a lot of a lot of people, you know, a lot of MMA fighters especially, they like to try and uh, go wrestle as long as they can. Was there ever any chance of that happening?
1: So my freshman year, I came in. Like, I didn't even know what state was. I didn't know what Masters was. I didn't know that it was, like, something that could be so big. <clears throat> and so I didn't, I didn't even know what All-American was. I didn't know what any of that stuff was. I was like, oh, okay, I'm coming in here to learn wrestling so that whenever I go to fight, I know how to wrestle. And then um, <clears throat> my, what is it, my junior year came and I got uh, All-American. They had put me for All-American for sophomore year as well just because there was nobody there to put and then so junior year going to state and all that stuff, I obviously knew what that was. And then I kind of considered it. I was getting offers from a lot of big schools. Um and so I was kind of just like, oh, like, you know, maybe I would. But then I found out that like wrestling, um, in college, you're not able to do any of your other sports. You can't do any of that if you're on a scholarship. So then I was kinda of like, Mm, it's not something I do. I don't want to take four years off of MA um, just for wrestling. You know, it's not something I that is my passion and so um going in it was like I got to have my 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 glory in wrestling I got to do all that stuff I was three-time all-american for going west and it was like oh it was fun it was a moment and all that but I was like but now it's back to go fighting I gotta go fight now it's time to you know do what I really came to do.
0: That mindset is unbreakable man the fact that you had many schools kind of lining up and Offering, you know, saying, hey, come over here. I'm pretty sure a lot of people, no matter the passion, uh, no matter the circumstances, they would have took that college offer. But you are so confident in yourself, so confident in your abilities that you're saying, hey, college can wait. I got the skill. I know I can go to college. I know I can do all this. Let's test it out while you're young. And obviously, it has done pretty well for yourself. 2 and O in the 170-pound division in the California amateur women's scene, dropping down to 155. Was there a lot of discussion going into that? Or is, has this always been the plan? Is this all part of a bigger plan? Take us through it.
1: So my first fight, it was supposed to be for Valley Fight Series. It was against the, uh, I don't remember the name, but it was supposed to be for 155. So my whole fight camp, I was cutting down to 155 and I was actually there. I was at 155 exactly. It was four days prior to my fight. And the girl ended up backing out for plot for reasons. And so I was bummed and then five five nine hit up Doug and they said, Hey, like if your girl wants to fight one seventies, we have a girl and he was like, Yeah. Like, obviously that's that's my walk around weight, that's what I wrestled That was at one seventy. So I was like, Yeah, no problem. And then my last one, um, we were trying to look for a one fifty five, but since it was such short notice, they did one seventies, all that stuff. And then now so this one being one fifty five, that's what we knew we wanted. I didn't want to wrest- I didn't want to fight at one seventies no more. So knowing that I'm most likely gonna be going pro for my next fight they're not going to have a 170 division I want to be able to get down to 55s and then when I go to pro 45s is the plan
0: so pros are going to be hitting that 145 division that 145 division it's pretty wide open right now in the USC is that kind of the the plan what is the if you had a five-year trajectory maybe a couple years plan what is the big plan that Jackie Green would love for everything to kind of fall into
1: So I'm definitely probably going to go fight for A1, most likely for my first pro fight. And then depending on how it goes, maybe LFA, any of that stuff uh, for feeders into the UFC. And then definitely I want to get into UFC, get my first fight in there. It's been my dream for forever. And so hopefully by in five years, I'm in there and I'm fighting and I'm getting my name out there.
0: I know that we were talking a little bit earlier about Ronda Rousey, but we were t- I just kind of touched up a little bit on how the 145 division is a little wide open at the moment. I mean, you have Raquel Pennington maybe that could fill in that 145 spot. Uh, is there anybody over there in the UFC that you look at and you're like, wow, them at the 145 division or 135 division, that's just someone that, that uh, they're pretty cool to watch.
1: Obviously, Amanda Nunes. Like, she was obviously great to watch. She's a freaking killer out there. Um, I was like watching Cyborg, you know, she was always uh, enjoyable to watch. I like watching Holly Holmes, all of them. But for 145s, um, I don't know, I never really like pay attention most likely to like, who the people are. I just watch the fights really. I'm just over there. I'm like, okay. I, I just watch him. That's
0: about it. Jackie, it has been absolutely amazing talking to you today. It has been an honor to get to sit down with the one and only mean Jackie Green. Just a couple of more questions here for you. 559 five, fights five, 101. Obviously, going to be a huge event. You're going to be facing off against Lauren Garcia. You've had a TKO in your last fight, a decision in your first ever fight. Are you? What are your predictions? You got some Mystic Mac predictions that you're pulling out here for this fight? Or are you really just looking to go into this one and see how everything plays out?
1: So, going into fights, I always know we both want the same thing. (laughs) Me and my opponent both want the same thing is to win, obviously. Nobody wants to go and lose. So, I just want to go in, you know, feel it out. Um, I know if it gets on the ground, I know exactly what to do. There's nothing that I don't have answers for. That's what my coaches always say. There's nothing that you don't know what to do that you can't solve in the ring. So going in, I kind of just want to feel it out, see what she's coming in, coming in with. If she wants to come in hot, you know, just control that work, control the fight pretty much. I want to be in charge of the fight. And just so like everything he says calm, use my range, all that stuff. And if it gets to the ground, then I know what to do. Yes,
0: yeah, so you definitely have a... I was going to comment on that a little bit earlier. I feel you're... Your ability to fight within the pressure is something that is not really heralded enough, or is not really shown. Uh, because, I mean, even in that Debbie fight, that you had ate a jab, and I was just like, "Wow!" A lot of girls they just would have fell to that, completely gone down. But you went, you went to your back, and it was like Charles Oliveira esque almost. You were ready for the battle. Has that always been something that you've instilled in you that never quit attitude? Like, hey, even if I'm going to the ground, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to work to finish me.
1: Yeah. So, I've always at my gym I'm all around guys that's all I I don't really have any girls to train with so going in with them they don't go easy on me they they give me hot ones all the time and so it's like I kind of have the feel for it so it's like I'm so used to going with them and it's kind of just made things like that easy you know I I get a couple spars in with Doug and we all know who Doug is and so it's like um those punches, I kind of I have the ability to eat them. Obviously, I don't want to. It's not something like, fun to eat a punch, but I can. And if it goes down to where it's like it's going hot and we're in, we all in the pocket and we're shoot, uh, shooting shots, everything, and I'm down. I'm game. I'm able to go in there. I, I can get dirty in there and say, I don't mind. It's fun. That's part of the fight.
0: <laughs> Some would say you get almost as red as the hair that is on top of your head.
1: Yes, yep. <laughs> that's how it's hey. always been. Every single time, the second I start to break a sweat, my face just goes beet red.
0: Beat red, yeah. No, it, it's the Irish in you, it's definitely the Irish in you. Uh, you. You know, Ian Gary, it's probably seen a couple of times. Connor McGregor, you know, definitely in the right type of uh culture for MMA with that uh Irish jeans running through your blood, but yeah. definitely a pretty exciting fight that I'm looking forward to. A brown belt on the uh on the ground over there, and Lauren Garcia, and then you, I believe, you're a blue belt or a purple belt, blue belt, yeah, blue belt.
1: Yeah, but I was like 16, I think.
0: I was going to say a very experienced blue belt though cuz you have yeah. you have been one of those um I call it it's this new age of BJJ because a lot of these fighters that are on you know maybe older not like fresh out of high school they they weren't training brazilian jiu-jitsu all throughout their lives all the way from ages 5 and up so now we're kind of getting to see these age of kids that have strictly been training mma you know strictly been doing this for their whole lives so it's pretty interesting to get to see all these uh younger cats kind of go up and get to face off against obviously people that have been staples in the division are you pretty excited to see where the ground uh, where the fight if it does go on the ground because like how you're saying you don't really get to go with a lot of uh women competitors in the gym
1: yeah so i'm very excited knowing that she is experienced in jujitsu. it it makes me excited Because uh, um, I get to show my game on the ground, I get to show like how experienced I am and really what I have and what I put onto the table. Um, I definitely want to show more of my stand-up in this game, more because my past fights I haven't really been able to show my technique in it, mainly because my opponents like to rush. We we always like a rush, so it's like I don't really get to show my techniques, and I really want to be able to show what i bring to the table show you that i know what i'm doing i'm experienced i i i know what i can do and i belong here
0: yeah i feel like a lot of fans already definitely know you belong in that cage but you cementing that idea and you furthering pushing that um prerogative i feel like it will it will definitely not only continue to build that fan base of yours but continue to make those fans of yours happy. But Jackie, that is, looks like you you answered all my questions. You passed the MLH media test. Was there anything that you wanted to say, anything that you wanted to end off the uh, call on? I know that you obviously have a lot of sponsors, a lot of people that support you, your gym mates, anybody in particular, though, that you wanted to thank for this fight coming up?
1: Yeah, so obviously I want to give all the glory to God because without him, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be able to showcase my abilities. And I want to thank my parents. I want to thank my coaches, my friends, my family. I want to thank Rush Bowls, 1776 Sports Nutrition, uh, No Week Shit Ever, Justin Mosley, and Underdog Athletics.
0: I just seen that uh, sponsorship with No Week Shit Ever. How is that to get to collaborate with the brand? I actually got a little bit of a collaboration with them back in the day as well. How is it to get to put your name behind a brand that obviously instills exactly what you're about? Just
1: Yeah, I'm extremely excited. You know, I love what they stand for and everything. And I love that I'm their first female athlete that is able to represent them. And so I'm very excited to showcase them in this next fight.
0: Yes, that will definitely be a pretty cool, um, pretty cool shirt design for whenever they do start to drop those mean Jackie Green, no week shit ever collab shirts. But I really appreciate your time today, Jackie. It was awesome getting to catch up with you. Obviously, very much looking forward to your fight on November 18th for 559 Fights 101, as you will be looking to capture that lightweight championship for the women's division against Lauren Garcia over there from the Southern California area. Thank you so much for your time today, Jackie. It is going to be Michael Hernandez of MLH Media, and we are going to be signing out here today for this 10-second mark with Mean Jackie Green.